Welcome to Elevate Your Direct Sales Business with Kelly Northcott. I'm your host, Kelly Northcott, and I'm so glad that you're here. I've been in the direct sales industry for over 20 years. When I was in the field, I was a top performer and leader, and now I have a growing coaching business that helps direct sellers of all titles from all companies build businesses that they love. If you're a direct seller who wants to get more out of her business and have fun doing it, you're in the right place. Tune in each week to learn systems so that you can scale and grow, implement mindset principles and practices to get out of your own way, and get coaching to break through to new levels of your business. This episode is called the three most important questions you should ask at conference. And these three questions will help you sift through all the information that you get at conference and they can help you organize your notes and create action steps when you get home. So you're probably wondering what these three questions are. Well, your questions can be about anything you want answers for, but there are some guidelines you're going to want to follow. And the most important guideline is that you want your question to be specific. How do I recruit people who actually want to build a business is too general. And when you ask a general question, you're going to get a general answer. So when you're creating your questions, imagine being in front of the top expert in your company and you get to ask just one question and she has less than a minute to answer it. She's not going to be able to give you a specific answer to a general question. So you want to narrow down your question by asking yourself some clarifying questions. If you want to recruit people who actually want to build a business, ask yourself if you know how to identify potential business builders. Do you know how to guide someone through the stages of sponsoring? Do you know how to share the join information with someone? Do you know how to follow up? And are you following up? Taking the time to fine-tune your questions will serve you well. If you ask a top recruiter in your company how to recruit people who actually want to build a business, she might tell you all about her opportunity chat, and it might be the best opportunity chat in the world. But if you don't know how to identify potential team members or guide them through the stages of sponsoring, knowing what to say to an opportunity chat isn't going to do you any good if you're not doing them in front of the right people at the right time. So when you have three specific questions that you're thinking about, your reticular activating system is going to alert you when someone's talking about them. You might be waiting in line for the elevator, and all around you, people are having lots of different conversations. If your questions are top of mind, your reticular activating system is going to filter through all the noise and alert you to that one conversation that could give you some answers. Your questions will probably fall into one of three categories. The first category is skill-based questions. And this would include any of the recruiting questions that we just went through and any other how-to questions. The second category is circumstantial questions. So maybe you're moving and you want to be able to restart your business as quickly as possible. Or you maybe you need to know how to keep your business going while you're in the process of a move. And the third category is growth-based questions. Maybe you just promoted and now you need to figure out how to balance your team business with your personal business. Let's start with the skill-based questions because most of you will probably have at least one of those. So think about where you are in your business right now and where you want your business to be by the end of the year or by next conference. And what do you need to do to bridge that gap? If you want to promote to the first level of leadership, what do you need to do to do that? Do you need to recruit more team members? And if the answer is yes, what do you need to do to recruit more people? Maybe after you think about it for a while, you realize that you're not in front of enough people. So what you really need to do is book more parties. How do you book more parties is a different question than how do you recruit a team. But how do you book more parties is too general. So you want to narrow it down by asking yourself more questions. And some of these might be, how do you book parties from an empty calendar? 
Or how do you book parties from parties? Maybe you're great at booking parties, but most of your parties aren't sticking or they're not qualifying. Or maybe you're having a lot of parties, but most of the time you're not having new guests at them and it's just the same people over and over. So the question might really be, how do you meet new people? So this is going to take some time for you to do, but it's worth it because when you ask better questions, you're going to get better answers. Another skill-based question might be about social media. Maybe you want to increase your following and engagement on Instagram. If you asked an Instagram expert how to do this, he's probably going to ask you how often you post. If you're posting consistently, then he's probably going to ask you what types of content you're posting. If you're not posting consistently, he's probably going to ask you why. Is it because you can't find the time to post? Or is it because you don't know what to post? So do you need a system to create and batch content? Or do you need to know what kind of content is resonating with people? Those are two very different questions. So some of you are thinking, I need to know all of it. And that might be true, but start with the one thing that's going to help you take that next step and then go from there. And you're going to be able to use your questions to pick out your breakouts. So there might be two breakouts on social media. One might be how to create and batch content, and the other might be how to create engaging content. So pick the one that's going to help you take that next step, and then find someone who went to the other breakout and swap notes. So let's review the process for a skill-based how-to question. Step one is to determine where you are right now. Step two is to decide where you want to be by the end of the year or by next conference. Step three is to figure out what you need to do to bridge that gap. And this is the starting point of your question. Now, this question is probably going to be too broad. So the next step is to narrow down the question by asking yourself some clarifying questions until you can pinpoint a question that's going to help you take that next big step toward where you want to go. Let's talk about circumstantial questions. These include a huge range of situations such as moving, having a baby, having a full-time job, quitting a full-time job, being in the military, or being a military spouse. When I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, I was still in a field, and I didn't know anyone out here except my realtor. Both my husband and I were working from home, and our daughters were in college. So in the past, whenever I moved to a new place, I made friends at work and through my daughter's school. But this time, I didn't have either of those avenues. So one of my questions would have been, how do I meet neighbors and make new friends in a new area? Someone else might have asked, how do you continue to work your business and lead your team while you move across the country? The answer to these questions might come from a breakout or a main stage presentation, but there's probably not going to be a breakout called how to keep your business going when you move across the country and restart it when you get there. Any breakouts about how to make connections, how to ask for referrals, how to maximize networking events, or how to book parties from an empty calendar might be really helpful. Now, breakouts are going to be helpful to answer circumstantial questions, but in a lot of cases, the answers to circumstantial questions are going to come from conversations that you have or that you overhear. Now, the conversation might not be specific to your question. So you might talk to a new mom who kept her numbers up while she was pregnant and after she had her baby. And if you're trying to figure out how to keep your business going during your move, you could probably apply a lot of the same things that she did because new moms have unpredictable schedules and use the nooks and crannies of their days, just like you're going to when you move. If you overhear someone talking about being in a bunco group or a book club, ask her how she found it or how someone would find the one that she's in if you need to learn how to meet new people in your area. 
If you ever hear someone talking about being in a bunker group or a book club, ask her how she found it or how someone would find the one that she's in if you want to learn how to meet new people. If you get just one tip that allows you to meet the group the size of a typical book club or a bunker group, you're going to meet 12 new people, and that's a party. And if you book parties from that party, you're going to be all set. So let me give you some tips for circumstantial questions. First of all, you don't want to get too personal. Maybe you just got divorced, and maybe you moved to a new area to get away from your ex. You don't have to get into the reasons why you got divorced or even that you are divorced. You're interested in figuring out how to meet new people. And the more details you share, the longer your question will be, which means the less time whoever you're talking to will have to answer it. Second, be respectful of other people's deeds. The person you're sitting next to might have listened to this podcast and is also seeking answers. Make sure that you don't dominate the conversation with your questions. Third, you don't want to rush right into it. So start the conversation with a warm-up. Where are you from? How long have you been a consultant? What do you think about the new release? Start having a conversation with them so you can see which question they might be able to answer. You might be talking to the best recruiter in the company and not know it. And if you like the person and you want to continue the conversation or continue to stay connected with them, make sure you exchange information. Sometimes your name bag will have a QR code and you can scan it. And if not, your Instagram does. So let me walk you through how to do that on Instagram. You're going to open your Instagram on your phone. You're going to click your profile picture at the bottom right of the corner of the screen. And that's going to take you to your account. Then you're going to click on the three lines on the top right corner of the screen. And midway down the menu, you'll see the words QR code. Click on that and your QR code will pop up. And then whoever you're talking to can scan it or you can show your profile or your link. So if you don't have an Instagram account, make sure you set one up before you go to conference and make sure that you start following me so we can connect with each other. I'm Kelly D. Northcott on Instagram. All right, another tip to find people who can help you with circumstantial questions is to share your questions with your upline, your sidelines, your friends, and your team. Tell them that you're looking for advice on how to meet new people in a brand new area or whatever it is that you're looking for. When you're sharing your question with your team or whoever you're sharing it with, someone might pop in their head and they can introduce you to that person. Or your question might come to mind when they're engaged in a conversation with someone who who could help answer it. So you want to contact the person who can help you by finding her on social media and then send her a message that says something like, Susie told me that you moved a year ago and suggested I contact you because I'm getting ready to move next month. I would love any tips that you can share to help me meet new people in my area. And then give the person a chance to respond. She might not do it until after conference, but she might do it at conference and be willing to meet you right before a breakout. One year, one of my questions was how to deal with an issue I was having with my HOA. And when I told people I was seeking a solution about that, I was directed to another consultant who had a very similar experience. Someone introduced her to me and we chatted for a few minutes and she gave me a great solution. I never would have found that solution or known about her if I hadn't shared my question with other people. The third category is growth-based questions. How do you know what to train at a team meeting? How and when do you expect new leaders to lead their own teams? How do you double your party calendar if you don't have double the time? A lot of times you're going to find the answer to a growth-based question at a breakout. And a lot of times it's not going to be the, the entire answer. 
So if you go to a breakout and find at least a partial answer, contact the person who led the breakout to see if she can point you to additional resources. She might have done a training for her team about it and she can send it to you. Keep in mind that she's focused on her business and her business is not doing one-on-one training with you. If you're a leader, you could ask if they'd be willing to do a training for your team or possibly you could go ahead and swap trainings. So think about what you're an expert in so that you can swap a training with her. Another good way to find an answer to a growth-based question is by reading ribbons and name tags. If your name tags have titles and you have a question that applies to first-level leadership, find people who hold that title. Strike up a conversation with them, exchange information, and continue the conversation when you get home. Award winners are other people who might have good answers. If you're looking to scale your party calendar, look for people who have ribbons that indicate they earned a sales award. Congratulate them on their award and then ask them a question. You don't have to leave with your question. You might qualify them by asking something like, where did most of your sales come from? If they say they come from parties, then great. Ask how they fit a lot of parties into their calendar. But if they say they really lean into the audership program, they might not have a good answer to your question. When you're thinking about who can answer your questions, think about who just solved that problem. And a lot of times they're wearing a ribbon that indicates it. For example, if you're trying to figure out how to get your team to sign up for conference next year, ask first-time attendees why they decided to come. If your question is about launching and training new consultants, ask Fast Start Achievers how their upline supported them. You might be able to get some or all of your questions answered from presentations, but I still encourage you to talk to people to get more answers. Talking to people you don't know might be out of your comfort zone, but keep this in mind. Most people are happy to help other people, and this is a relationship business, and the better you are at making connections outside of your circle, the more successful you're going to be, and conference is the safest place to practice this. So step out of your comfort zone, ask your thoughtful questions in a respectful manner, and you're going to find your answers. Let me wrap this up by sharing some tips that will help you. Start working on your questions right now so you have plenty of time to fine-tune them and narrow them down to the three that will have the most impact on your goals. Run your questions by your accountability group or your upline and ask them how they would answer them. If they have to ask a lot of clarifying questions to understand what you mean, you need to narrow it down. Once you have your questions, write them down on a piece of paper or on a post-it. And when you're in a breakout session, have your questions visible so that they're top of mind. And this is going to also help you filter through the information. If you're a big note taker, that's great. Go ahead and write down all the notes. And then as you go through your notes, have your questions in mind so that you can pull off the nuggets that will help you fill in the answers that you're seeking. Share your questions with your friends, uplines, sidelines, and team. They might run across someone who can answer them and connect the two of you either at conference or afterward. Share your answers with everyone too. If you got an answer at a breakout session that Susie did, you might not be comfortable contacting Susie because she's a top leader, but someone on your team might know one of Susie's downline. And chances are, if Susie's teaching a breakout, she's taught that topic to her team. And if you decide to switch questions, go ahead and switch them. You can change your mind. It's totally fine. But I would still stick to no more than three questions. If you have more than three, it's going to be really hard to keep them focused. And of course, have fun with this and treat it like a treasure hunt. Can't wait to hear how it goes for you. And let me know if you have any questions. Thank you for tuning in. And be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss anything. And if you haven't already, leave a five-star review and tell your friends about the podcast. 
If you have any questions about anything you heard on this episode, or if you have a topic you want me to talk about, send me a DM. I'm at Kelly D. Northcutt on Instagram, and I love to hear from you and celebrate your success.